shining star up on the highest bough. All right, I'm ready. And have yourself a merry little Christmas now. So, for starters, what's your favorite Christmas song? No way. Are you recording? Yeah, I'm recording. <laughs> you, are not, you better not have yes, I'm recording. I'm recording. I am. Yep. <laughs> Come on. So, what is it? We and all that know. That will be cut. I, I, I am not, not playing. This is our Christmas episode. <laughs> <laughs> What's I'm your favorite so Christmas pissed. song? I was. <laughs> Come on. Bravo. Bravo. No, because no, that was not Bravo, actually. I want to tell you my. Okay, so then I'll start while you're still in shock and awe. You are so stupid. <laughs> my Tom. favorite Christmas song. Well, first off. Tony Braxton's Holiday Celebrate album, Christmas album, by far my fave. That's where we'll start there. Secondly, the song Holiday Celebrate and the Have Your Little Christmas by her. Also, the Have Your uh, Self a Merry Little Christmas by Tamar Braxton is also really good. And yeah. then, of course, the Motown Christmas album. Oh, yeah. I Those feel are like, my faves. I feel like, okay, so it's not Christmas until I hear... The Temptations yes. um, version of Silent Night. It's just not. Um, and wait, how does it start? How did he start? I'm through singing on this podcast. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm not a creature with stirring. Um, not even a mouse. So it's just it's not Christmas until I hear that. Um, that is true. Also, um, Whitney Houston's version of Joy to the World and the Preacher's Wife. And then I'm all. Oh, you know what? I really. I mean, Mariah Carey, obviously. Well, I mean, yes, of course, right? But, I mean, yeah. It's such a... Yeah, I don't even think about that. That's just like... Right. Mariah Carey's All I Want For Christmas Is You is basically the equivalent of the birthday song on your actual (laughs) birthday. It's kind of just like... It's a responsibility. Well... And it's an obligation that I know you have to fulfill, so... As we know... She just hit a milestone with that song. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, okay, come on, sis. Uh, you know, a long time coming for, you know, what, 25 reasons. years. Oh, my I gosh. Think, it right? was, yeah, it was, that's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm ex- extremely excited for her. <laughs> You're so. My God. Okay, well, and that is a segue because we're going to talk about that and much more as he tries to get it together. You all, this is our Christmas episode and the last episode of the year for Cold oh Pop. So let's get it started. This is going to be wild. We are here. <laughs> okay. I can already tell this is going to be a mess. Welcome, everyone. No, this is going to be good. This is, yeah. Yes. Um, Christmas is upon us, if you're listening to this. Merry early Christmas or Merry, happy holidays, yeah. whatever you Kwanzaa, want to celebrate. Kwanzaa. Happy Hanukkah. I'll, happy Kwanzaa. Yeah. What else is there? Um, it, 
No, I'm not. I don't want to be racist, so I'm not gonna say anything else. Oh, okay. I, well, I mean, I generally didn't know what else. Well, no, I'm just. I don't want to come off as offensive. Please, then don't. Yeah. That's <laughs> so what I was let me say. stop you right there. Then don't. <laughs> um, what's going on? How you been? Oh my gosh. Um, extremely busy, of course. With holiday, I feel like you have dual responsibilities. Like by day, you have your regular work stuff and all that has to get done, and then evening. That is the, usually your, your usual time to kind of just chill, hang out. Mm-hmm. But now it's being filled with, what am I going to do for Christmas? I got to get this gift. I still haven't got that person. At least mm-hmm. that's what my experience is. Yeah, mine's not like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, mine's not like that. We did Christmas on Thanksgiving, so we're good. Oh, we're good. Yes. I got all of my things Thanksgiving. Check week, and check. Check and check. So Christmas week, uh, what? Most of my family's working, and I'll be here minding my, minding my business. Yeah, so. um, it's it's so weird <clears throat> because I was, Marcus, I was thinking about it today. This is I was talking to my brother mm-hmm. um, about Christmas, right? And of course, I usually everyone who knows me, it's just kind of like a given. You know that Trent's probably going to be in Kentucky. Oh, um, you're not going home this year. That's right. Right. So. I have made the decision dun, 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 not to go home for Christmas this year, which is, cr- it sounds crazy to me. I'm 30 years old, and this will be my very first Christmas away mm. from my family. Well, it's been no time but the present to start. Um, it's, it's wild. And so I'm just like, <laughs> I've been having conversations. So the first person I checked it through was my mom, of course. And I was right. like, hey, because I had had that initial conversation I don't know if you remember, I told her, I was like, hey, Thanksgiving, Christmas. And she chose Thanksgiving. Right. And so I made the decision that I wasn't going to come home for Christmas. What'd she say? Um, and she was completely fine with that. She and was she like, you know, be. hey, okay. And then, uh, so once news gets out, I'm starting to get calls and messages from my brothers and sisters. You ain't coming home? Yeah. What you like, mean you're not coming home? Oh, that's going to kill mom. Oh, like <laughs> that kind of thing. But they didn't know you had already spoken. To and they're like, "Oh, you're trying to prank her. You, oh, you're just trying to come in on Christmas Day and surprise." <laughs> they're gonna like, be really. They're they like, "Okay." <laughs> like once again, let's just make everything about you. Let's just make Mary's baby's boy's birth three B's. Um, Mary, did you know <laughs> about that your the baby, baby yeah, boy? Exactly. Was um, not coming home <laughs> for Christmas. Exactly. Oh, and I think it's also so when I say Mary's baby boy, I'm not talking about my my mom whose name is Mary. I'm, I'm talking say. about I'm talking, I'm talking about actually Mary's um, Jesus's mom. Like, <laughs> no, I was talking mom. about your mom whose I, name is okay. Mary. I just wanted to clear that up for the listeners. Yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. I just wanted to clear that Rewind. up for the listeners so okay. that they're aware. They're like, yes. oh, is he talking? Who? Yes. Um, my mom's also named Mary. The parallels, though. But it's wild, right? Mm-hmm. They're like, "Are you? How are you just going to make Jesus's birth all about you? <laughs> um, it's like, you want to come whisking in Christmas morning? Like, I'm like, that is not what's going on, guys. I'm really staying home, um, or I'm staying in Chicago. Home. Yeah. Right. It's where you live. Yeah, it's crazy. Two, well, I have two homes. You know. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. And both are my temporary home. Shout out to Carrie Underwood. This is my temporary. Okay, <laughs> this is, y'all. Okay, so y'all just need to get on board because this is Shout gonna be an episode. Out. This is our musical episode of yes. the season. This is with, the holiday, with, holiday musical, musical special, <laughs> <laughs> musical extravaganza. Yes. <laughs> so just buckle up because there are gonna be musical references all throughout this episode. I am here for it. This is my temporary <laughs> home. Right, and both of those are my temporary home, and so. Yes. I was just like, guys, I'm I'm really not doing that. But it's, you know, people are getting through it. This is the first They'll time that fine. the baby of the family has not been home They'll in be 30 fine. years. It's wild. And the baby is grown and allowed to right. make grown decisions. And you got your own uh, family that you're trying to start up oh here. Oh, my gosh. So, <laughs> so it's time. It's, it's crazy. It's time. Being an adult. You know? Stand in that. So, real quick side note. I know we have to move yeah, on. Yeah, I'm saying we need to move like, on. But it's wild. So I'm doing that. But then also, you know, me and my old man, we were out with his family yesterday. Yes. Doing all the, oh, no, like, you, the holiday. On Saturday. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Saturday. Okay. And doing all of the holiday stuff. And it's just, yeah, it's wild to think that I'm at this kind of like this place. Mm-hmm. This is. We'll talk more about that offline because I'm curious. I want to know. Some yeah. Things. So like we put up, we went, we got, we went, watched the movies. Then we came back to the house. You know, his mom had food and we put up the tree. And oh, decorated that's right. It How was Star Wars? Like that. Oh, yeah. We went, go, I went to go see Star Wars. That's right. Oh, it was fine. But anyway, <laughs> I had that experience and it's just like, wow, what is my life now? Um, it, it was, it was weird. It's mm-hmm. weird. I'm, I'm hey. with this new family. Um, it's just an extended family. Yeah, it's not extended a new family. family. It's extended family. Yeah, which is kind of cool. It's kind of it is. Yeah, yeah. cute for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh my that's gosh. enough. Let's move on. Let's move on, please. We're gonna move on to our latest segment that we like to call Woo Chow. Um, do you want to go first or you want me to go first? I can go first, I think. You got it? Can you hold it together? I can definitely hold it together, honey. Okay. You never know me not to. Okay, well, go ahead. Well, first up, that definitely made me say Wu Chow is the explosion of intimate material of celebrities. These sex tapes and photos and leaks of all of these celebrities that have been happening in the past week. Now, we granted, some of them are fake, but which we found out to, uh, later to be but, you know, it's also interesting to kind of see, oh, this was just really weird. First, you had ASAP Rocky with the sex tape, which was, if that's what you want to call it. Um, and then after that, I think, I can't remember the sequence of all these. They just started to happen so fast. But then, you know, the baby's nudes leaked. And everybody was really excited. Everybody <laughs> Everybody was trying to, you know, see what was going on. Logan Paul, the YouTube star, I think that there was a so-called video going around of him, which later uh, turned out not to be true. Steph Curry's and his wife's um, nudes were leaked. And I think at that point, we also found out that those weren't real either. I saw a few of those videos. Yeah. Okay. So I'm just like, what's going on? I don't. Are people, hey. they just trying to give people a, a, a happy holiday? A merry, like, what's going on? Well, you know, in the land of Twitter, if it's on Twitter, everybody likes to think, everybody believes it's real. So, I mean, that's for starters. Um, it is weird that, like, one after the other, after the other, after the other, the, like, supposed alleged sex tapes or other intimate videos or nudes are being released. So, the, my here's my question. 
if it wasn't fake, do you think any of them would even cop to it? Or do you think this is a ploy or a strategy? But like, oh no, that's I fake. That's not me. As part of the you know the PR team trying to go in overtime here. Okay, I have I have two thoughts, and I don't know if you want both, but I'm going to give you both. Okay. Okay. The very first one is is that yes, I think that. I think that the baby will probably own up to those being. No, he said that it wasn't. He's he like, tweeted. I don't send news. Yeah, but you think come eventually on. he will? Maybe I he'll think, do it in like a song. I think he's gonna see all the positive feedback and it's gonna be like, oh, yep, but <laughs> yep, that's me. Um, but I also, you know what? My other full like real thought. Okay, this is the second one. Is this is all—they're all being a part of like a conspiracy. This is my conspiracy theory. They're all being a part of a plan to bury the lead here. Um, Eddie Murphy on SNL. What? Yes. <laughs> Wait, I'm confused. Say that again. Okay, I think that the celebrities that were all involved in this like massive nude leak, well, are all a part of a bigger ploy. To um, basically mess up Eddie Murphy returning to SNL. No, uh, well, that's, I mean, that's what. Okay, that's how I feel. You you are definitely in the conspiracy theory territory. Now. I know. That's what I just said. I was like, I think it's just weird. Like, what else? What other big huge event was going on this weekend? I was like, the fact that all of these, and then some of them actually are not even real, or most of them are not even real. Like, come on. Well, it failed, so I mean, he still had. We'll get to that here and a little bit later in a fizz or flat, but I'm just saying. Uh, okay, well, woo child, <laughs> I am uh, just doing a little bit of research. Okay, all right. <laughs> Look, leave the news alone. <laughs> I did. I was. I was reading an article. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. Shut up. Leave the news I was reading an alone. article. Anyways, okay. I said they all fake. <laughs> Um, my woo child goes out to none other than Kim Kardashian. Mm. Uh, as we all know, because Twitter was set ablaze, Kim Kardashian was on the cover of Seven Hollywood magazine that was released yeah. this week, and she's causing a lot of controversy. A lot of people are saying that she is blackfishing. Uh, for those of you who don't know what blackfishing means, it is the practice by white women or women, non-women of color who are trying to portray themselves as black, basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess, could women of color be portraying, yeah, because non, non-black non women yeah. portraying themselves as black women. Yeah. Boom. Um, when I first saw the photo, I thought it was a black woman. I'm not going to lie. I scrolled past it, and I was like, oh, who, who, what black actress is this? Then I clicked on the photo, and I was like, what? And I saw Kim Kardashian's name at the bottom, and I was like, no, how? that can't be You're him. Like, how, how? I was like, huh? How sweet. And then I looked at it more, and I was like, oh, this reminds me of like a young Diane Carroll, or hmm. uh, you okay. know, some elements of a Diana Ross, or something. You know, one of the old um, black lead legendary actresses. And I'm not here for it. Um, this is, I, I think Amanda Seals said it best. I don't know if you saw Amanda Seals' video. I, you know, I did. Honestly, what, what is there to say? What is there to say? Cause, Cause what folks will say is, but she has black children. Stop it. 
but she's Middle Eastern, stop it. But she's helping black people get out of jail. Stop, drop, shut them down, open up, stop it. But she's channeling Elizabeth Taylor, stop it. Stop it, stop it. That, that pretty much expressed all of my sentiment. Okay. I don't know why we... I, Number one, I don't know why we're surprised by this because I think at this point in the game, we know Kim is doing this on purpose. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's dredging up conversation. It's making her trend. It's making her um, be talked about. This is absolutely done on purpose. This is not an accident. There is some behind-the-scenes footage where you can tell that she's not as dark as this cover, which means somebody darkened her skin for the cover of this, which mm -hmm. makes matters even worse. But I think one of the things that really bugs me is that I love being a black person. However, there are a lot of downsides of being a black person. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people yeah. now, non-black people, want the culture so badly but they don't want any of like the negative mm -hmm. sides they want all of the positive sides you know they want to be hip they want to be cool they want to be on top of all of the trends and the quote-unquote boderic braids and everything yeah. else but what about black people getting shot by police or getting beat up you know on the street or being profiled or harassed by um what, what was it uh uh, nosy Karen and calling the police and stuff on them all yeah. the time, or you you can't even you can't even live in your own house, you know, or breathe basically. So to me, this it's very aggravating. But I think we draw more attention to it by like talking about it instead of just it's a double edged sword. And you tell me what you think about this because if we ignore it, I mean, we're giving her license to keep doing it. You know, if we're not well, calling it out. Uh, right. But if we do call it out, that means we're dredging up more attention for her because she is doing it, which is getting her clicks, likes, and all of this other crap. So I don't know what the answer is here. Okay. I have... Actually, I have a lot of th thoughts about Please this. Please share. So uh, the way that I actually first learned about this was through Amanda Seals' video. And I was like, well, what is she talking about? And then that kind of led me to the cover the to be photo. like, oh... Right. So I think I came in with it already with the pre-biased lens of looking to see someone. The way that Amanda Seals said it, I think either in her caption or something that she said in the video, she was like, black face. I mean, and it sort of like, is. No. I mean. That's not black face. So. I, I see it right now. That's I scroll not... past this photo and I okay. thought it was a black woman. Okay. I, I was on Twitter and I scrolled. I was like, oh, that woman's pretty. And then I kept seeing it on my t TL, on my timeline. And I was like, okay, so what's going mm -hmm. on? And so then I click on the photo. Oh, that's not a black woman. Right. Okay, Kim, what are you doing now? I, I just wouldn't call that blackface. But this, uh, I, I, that like might I said, be a little bit of, right. I, I would go with more of the so term of black fishing. When I saw I would the, go with black fishing yeah, so in black her face. video, I was like, okay, blackface. I was like, oh. I'm coming. I'm expecting to Let see, me see black face of what I know it to have but, looked like. Okay. Or what I see it looking like daily in, um, you know, frat parties and things like that. Right. So I go to the photo and I'm looking to see that. And clearly it's not that. And so I'm already kind of like, okay, here we go. Here we go again. My thing is, 
I agree with you and say yes that Kim does know what she's doing in terms of calling attention to herself and have to do and you know how that's done. I just can't help but to think that this family is extremely calculated Absolutely. and they knew to the exact tent they could make her to be have enough people on both sides of the fence to fight each other. Absolutely. That's how calculated I think they are. And there's been plenty of people that are like, oh, I don't see this as, like, a lot of people tan and bronze their skin and da-da-da-da-da-da. We've seen that. Right. But, again, it's more than just the tan and bronzer. Like, it's the whole styling. Like, the whole, literally, the whole style, this whole style team, Glam Squad, like, you can... Hell, like the skin is one aspect, but like the hair, the makeup, like even one of the outfits she wore. A lot of people were saying that she was resembling Beyonce. Well, wait, and it's like didn't did mm, I did see it's those, a lot actually. It's a lot. Um, hmm. it's the overall conception and concept of this photo shoot that is problem problematic. Yeah, and I mean the the skin and and from seeing what. She looked like in the behind the scenes footage. Yeah. It's night and day. And so that begs me to also, well, no, I mean, so how is she, is she responsible for what the final cover looks like? She sees it. I would assume she sees it. I mean, if you don't have approval over your own cover, then I've never heard of Seven Hollywood. Have you? Yeah, I know. I feel like it'd be different if it was like Vogue magazine and maybe, or Cosmopolitan. And maybe or it was a scheme but. for them to come to you. That's uh, on Bertha. <laughs> That's what I. So I think could it be Seven Magazine was like, look, don't nobody know us, but we need to release something that is right. That's going catch to eyeballs. catch eyeballs and get a lot of traction to our site. That's just just like the. The magazine that had her photo where she broke, quote unquote, broke the internet. What was that magazine? Uh, paper. Yeah, I didn't hear, hadn't heard of it beforehand. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. is that could Probably. that be a thing? I'm on my conspiracy you theories are. tonight, y'all. But if y'all can't tell, he's under the. No, 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 I, I can't be for certain, but it seems like that there is. I mean, it could enough, be very well. They they just are smart enough to know how America operates and how we as a um, as a demographic, the people who watch their show, perform. I agree. And like I said, they've got people talking about it. So yeah. Um. So that's a woo chow for me. Definitely a woo chow. Woo! This next one, it. Gosh, do you see it? I, I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> oh, I don't. Gosh. I'm. This was just, I know okay. very little about this. So, which one are you going? So, with? I'm going to go with the actually child, the child moment of this um, of this segment. Okay. And this was the disappearance or stage disappearance Uh-oh. of Carol Sanchez. Chile. I um, yeah. This was. This was a tough one this week. Uh, so for those who don't know. Um, oh, I do know this. Okay. Yeah. So earlier this week, 16-year-old yeah. Carol Sanchez, um, who lives in the Bronx, um, was reported as being kidnapped mm-hmm. uh, by four men. 
Mm-hmm. And at that time, when the men came to kidnap her, she was with her mother in broad day, in broad daylight, public mm-hmm. daylight. There's video of the this child being snatched, right? Okay, from from her mother. All right. As you could imagine, the video circulates and then creates a lot of um, a lot of attention. So people are posting Carol's uh, face on. I mean, you saw this, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, I just mm-hmm. want to make. Like, no, yeah, I saw it. So, I saw. You know, there's so much going on, um, and shortly thereafter, probably I want to say. It, I want to say it was on Tuesday. I think so. Tuesday afternoon Early this week. Yeah. Yeah. Or last week. So, like, basically, I mean, not even 48 hours. But she returns back to the police station. (laughs) She saw her own Amber Alert. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She comes back to the police station unaccompanied with no one and just says, you know, hey, I'm back here. You know, they said she was shaken up and things like that. So... You know, if you've seen Gone Girl, once you've been kidnapped, you don't get to go just straight home. They're going to ask you lots of questions. Right. And so they started, I guess they started asking her questions. It later came, came, comes out that she, with her boyfriend, staged this entire kidnapping. Wasn't it? She gave a reason, too. The reasoning beyond um, the, we knew that the family was going to have to move. Um, the family's going to be leaving the Bronx. As well as she had a very strict mother. Right. Yeah. So I think <laughs> that those two things being paired with, you know, my mom will never let me come back up here. Um, maybe so I, I, we got to figure out away. a way. Yeah. Something. I don't know. What... The runaway would be different if it, I mean, the the kidnap, the, the pageantry <laughs> of it is what concerns me. I don't know what she was hoping to accomplish with this. I mean, I guess she wanted to, you know, disappear in a way that would be more definite to her mom to believe that, you know, hey, I can't get her back. I don't know. So then if you're going to do that, the objective is to stay disappeared, wouldn't it? Like, why come back? Yeah, I'm not. And you know what? (laughs) I don't know. I don't don't understand. I mean, like, I think you you messed up the the execution part of this plan, Maybe she felt guilty. Maybe she felt, you know, like it was... So then you didn't think this all the way through. She was like, oh, I can't. Oh, I don't want to do this. She had second thoughts. I'm not sure. But, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So everyone who had posted this and had, you know, kind of led the charge in helping getting Carol back home, they then went to kind of two sides of the field. And you had those who were like upset dogging the heck out of little Carol Sanchez, the 16-year-old girl, Mm -hmm. okay, 16-year-old child. And they're like, oh, how could, you know, why she do this, she crazy, all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And then you had another field of people who was like, now, what y'all not going to do is talk bad about this young queen and um, 
you know, even though she did do, like, basically came out and said, like, right. we're not going to persecute. What's more of the reasoning? <laughs> and I want to hear that side, because I'm a little perplexed. What is go, the defense? Go check on um, your girl Amanda Seals' page, because it's on there. Where she is yeah, defending she her? Was like, yeah, she was like, now what? We, she was like, let's, we need to find the silver lining in all this. <sighs> okay. <laughs> so... It's, it's, so it's, hey. why weren't these same people defending Jesse Smollett? Well, I think because Jesse is not no child. This is a little girl. And that makes a difference? It does. Okay. It does. Okay. I'm just grown. I'm genuinely asking. No, he's grown. I'm he knows asking. he knows better. And, and so the sixteen year old should also I was gonna say so she didn't know better, but she knew enough to devise this whole plan. Yeah. And then enact it. To where no one then, was uh, asking to, questions. Right. To where no one was later. asking questions. And then she knew enough to come back and knew that she did wrong. I'm telling and you. And come back to the police station and then give up the jig. Let me but tell you. But she didn't know better. Lil' Carol Sanchez has been watching Gone Girl just like I have. Lil' Carol Sanchez has been watching every crime drama on TV. Like She's this is been playbook. taking notes. Playbook. She don't watch every Law and Order SVU. Right. Playbook. Criminal Minds. She got a degree in she got a minor in Mariska Hargitay. <laughs> and a major in Christopher Maloney. <laughs> No, it's like she got a major in Mariska Hargitay and a minor in uh, Shamar Moore. Exactly, <laughs> for, yes. For criminal Minds. Or even NCIS. Like, this is all, like, I swear I've seen this storyline on is... CSI, CSI Miami, NCIS, Criminal Minds, Criminal Intent, Law and Order, SVU, yeah. this all is of next, this. This is next level. And I, and I hate to say it because I also do believe and children make mistakes and they Absolutely. should be able to Absolutely. kind of move from that without being not even children people make mistakes right but i feel like special allowances should be also made for children for a minor yeah um and That's so fair. i think you know oof, i just feel like um hmm. i just i don't i can't buy the she's a minor and so she didn't know any better and it's like mm. well no where i was going with it i was just like we don't know we what only the know home what it, life right. was. We, right. don't, it, we don't know what was going Agreed. on behind those doors Agreed. that would make someone think that that was the oh, option. Right. Or was that the only option? Yeah. That that, like that's, yeah. oh, okay, this is what I have to do. Agreed. And so that's where my mind goes to. Right. And that, like, I don't want to make those assumptions that something was all, like, you know, it must be the mama or something like that, but it makes me wonder what was so dire. What was the catalyst for right. such a... That's fair. That's a yeah. fair statement. Woo child. Yeah, certainly. <laughs> um, okay, my last woo child is dealing with Kenya Barris. Um, people are dragging him on Twitter. Woo, Jesus. Uh, so he's got a new show on Netflix that'll be premiering in 2020. It's the first show of his overall deal this huge deal that he has with Netflix, and also his go- it's going to be his acting debut. Uh, the, okay. ne- the Netflix series is entitled Black Excellence, and it's also going to be starring Rashida Jones, um, and they're also executive producing it. Uh, but that's not what has people up in arms. Um, a photo was a cast photo was released, and black people are upset because once again <laughs> the. They've renamed this show instead of Black Excellence. They've renamed it Beige Excellence. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the family is 
the same modern black people trope. It's all light skinned people. Yeah. And people are upset. They're like, where are the dark skinned people? Like, those people exist within, you know, the, the family structure of a black family, and people are upset about it. And so Kenya Barris basically tweeted something about how, uh, basically, I don't even remember. Hold on. Let me let me go find it. But what are your initial thoughts on this? Well, okay. First, huh, I think my first thing is this is obviously, I'm thinking that there's something that we're not getting here. There's something on a higher level that's going to be a part of the messaging. I think I give Kenya Barris the benefit of the doubt because we've seen smart programming from him before. Right. So he's never, in my knowledge, he's never had us looking crazy. Well, and I think the reason why people are upset, because now this is the third time that he's done this. So he did this initially with Blackish. There's no dark-skinned people on that show. He did this with Mixedish, obviously. There's no dark-skinned people on this show. And now this third family comedy. You don't feel like Tika's dark-skinned? Oh, well, well and that's, the lead? that's the flip side. We're going to get to that in a moment. Okay. Um, and then the third show, what she's got going on right now, is a full of light-skinned black people. The weird aspect is that he inverted Bo's mom, who was a light-skinned woman on Blackish, and made her a dark-skinned woman on Mixedish, but is going to say that that's not possible. And it's like, well, you've already done it, so how is that not possible? His tweets, he says, okay. I'm, I'm going to say this and then let what happens happen. Colorism is a divisive tool used by the powerful to separate the truly powerful. And I'm also not going to make up a fake family that genetically makes no sense just for the sake of trying to fill quotas. Dash, I love my people. We've well, already done that with Mixedish because mm-hmm. you've switched out a light-skinned person for a dark-skinned person. So it is possible you just chose not to do it. So what's your reasoning behind that? I, f- I feel like there, hmm, I think that this was a quick way to try to explain a way which is going to be a much larger conversation. Right. Oh, well, people are fed up. People are like, I'm sick and t-. like, it's great that we have black programming, but like, not every black person is a light skin, fair skin, mixed individual. There are so many, di- in the words of New York, if you're going, if you're standing in being black and mm-hmm. standing it in all shades. So where are all the shades? I mean, at? I just, I don't know. I feel like I'm, I'm thinking about what I've seen on the shows, on both, um, on on all of his shows. And I just, yeah, I think it's tough. I think it's something that has to be consciously thought about. Because I, it does. yeah, I think that sometimes we get, we think people get us. We think that people are going to give us, you know, the benefit of the doubt. And I could see Kenya Barris doing that. Like, hey, I feel like I do a lot of things for the culture. I feel like I, I, I you know, I have the license. And so I know that they're not taking, mm-hmm. that my audience is not thinking that I would do them like this in a, in on purpose. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of the last, and I, I have the show I'm going to tell you, but I'm trying to make sure there's not any more that came after that. The last black show that had a all dark-skinned black family. The show that I'm thinking of that is the Bernie Mac show. Everybody in that show was dark-skinned. 
from Tequita mm-hmm. Smith to Bernie to the two kids. Everybody was dark mm-hmm. skinned. But was there any other family shows beyond the Bernie Mac show that had a predominantly dark skinned black family? I can't think of any. Good times. Well, I mean, after the Bernie Mac show, I mean. Oh. <laughs> so post Bernie Mac show, not pre Bernie Mac show. Um, post. Mm-hmm. I can't think of any. Lil oh, Rail. I, I guess I would also say. Was that a family show? Did he have a family? I in thought that show? it was. I don't know. I didn't watch. <laughs> I want to say the Jamie Foxx show also comes close, uh, but I guess Garcelle and Braxton were light skinned. No, I was gonna say Garrett um, Morris and Aunt. What? What was? What was that? What was his aunt's name? Uh, Helen. Aunt Helen. Yeah, they were all dark skinned. Uh, I'm thinking of the show that was. Um, I think it was Loretta Devine, David Allen Grid. Didn't they all have a show? Oh yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, it was uh, Gerard yep. Carmichael's yep. show. So that would yeah. be the that would be the most recent. Yeah, but his girlfriend was light skin. Okay, so they can't have one. I mean, I mean damn. they can. I'm I, just like, saying for real. Like, <laughs> what? shit. The the Carmichael show is what it was called. Yeah, with Gerard Carmichael. Yeah, so that one would yeah. be the most recent. Okay, okay, that's fair. Boom. Okay. Because even the show on Netflix now with what? Tia Maori and Loretta's on there too. That's a light skinned family. Yeah. yeah I haven't I'm, no, I just saw that. the trailer. I didn't watch. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. So, shady. so, yeah. So, I mean, all in all, I think you can't knock Kenya because he's bringing more black families into the mainstream, which is great. But at the same time, I think Kenya, you also have to do your due diligence and making sure that. You know, the family structure is wide ranging when it comes to black families, you know, and the colors and the shades and everything like that. And I just think that now, again, it'd be different if this was like it was everybody was on board with blackish and everybody was Mm -hmm. on board sort of with mixedish. But now this is your third show that is a predominantly light skin, you know, paper bag passing family. And it's like, okay. Same note, like, when are we going to switch it up a little bit? Like, there are more yeah. black, you know, more shades of black people than what you imagine. I agree. Kenya, listen. Kenya, listen. We're your audience. You do it for us. Take the note. Suck it up. Take the note. Make the change. Move on. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> Last Wu Chow. Okay. <laughs> My boy, J.R. Smith. Oh, Jesus. Brother, we got to tighten up. Somebody said on Twitter, <laughs> you know, I got to start every conversation. Somebody said, I would, she said, I would rather go mop the ocean than be on social media praying about a nigga cheating on so, me. Um, and I've never felt wife, that in my life. The wife of NBA player J.R. Smith, oh, Miss Jewel Harris, um, to, on Tuesday, uh, this past Tuesday, took to Twitter uh, to pray for her husband, J.R. Smith, and his mistress, oh, Candace Boyd. And after being led to do so by <laughs> friends and family. Yes. After Stop the madness. Somebody's trying to set definitely me added up. that. Somebody set her up. Um, Embarrassing. And, you know, she came in. She had that hat that said, I love you on it. And she, she went into prayer. You know, she said, I got to dispatch my angels to him right now. Wherever he is, Lord, Father God, um, she, you know, she went on to pray for both not only Jr. but also 
um, Candace. Um, oh, is that her name? The, yeah, Candace Boyd. Uh, you know that <laughs> Stop said she was hurting. Said, Lord God, she's hurting. Um, whew. I, I don't know. <laughs> to me, and this is real. She wanted. This is that good. This is that messy Christian that wanted to put the business out there for everybody to know. But she wanted to do it. But in needed a way. to do it in a way yeah. that the church would be okay with, and her spiritual advisor would be okay with. <laughs> that is. That's what happened. And I'm telling you that right now. I don't even have a comment. I agree with. I, I speak was... messy Christian very fluently. <laughs> Okay, I used to be a messy Christian. Now I'm just a Christian, but I used to be one. Okay, so I speak the language very fluently. I, I agree with oh girl. I'd rather go mop the ocean than get on. It's social just wild media to me and embarrass myself like this. No, and you just gonna go up there and just no. put, I mean just put them out. No, I'm like okay. No, so what? I how, what do you comment under this? Who child? Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And the, and the, and the church let all the church say like what? Are you being serious? Are you playing with me? I don't even have a comment. I hope I wish the best for her and her family, and I hope that they're able to work it out. And if they're not, sue the man for child support. Mm mm. She this he is, got the money. This is messy Christian. Very uh, much her so. caption said healing. Catch this good prayer. <laughs> prayer in capital letters. Oh, this is This is absolutely messy Christian. Honey. This is absolutely messy Christian. She gets the she gets the <laughs> award. Messiest Christian in a social media picture. Um Oh my gosh. Whew. Okay. Whew, so chow. For us, I think that wraps up this yes. segment. Yes. <laughs> Let's take a quick break. Please. Okay, we'll take a quick break, get you some water, and then we'll be back with our spill segment, which Marcus is bringing to you guys. Stay tuned. All righty, welcome back. We're back. It is time for our last spill segment of the year and yeah. the decade. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a short one, but I figured this would be a great way to induce a little nostalgia. And let's talk about what some of our favorite moments of this past year have been okay. or the past okay. decade. You okay. can, so you could give me one from this show and then you can give me one from like a pop culture moment as well. Of the past decade? Or past year, either or. End of the year and end of the decade. Whichever is fun for you. I think that we've had some really, really fun shows. We have. And, oh gosh, I just... I think our top moment was maybe the Popeye's chicken sandwich. That was a good one. Open. Like, I love... That was a good one. I'll go back to the list. Oh, and the People's Court. That yeah. actually was my favorite. Thank you're welcome. You're welcome. Um, that was good. I so I mean, I had some really good times <laughs> just doing that kind of stuff of us just being silly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's good to have a partner that you can just kind of play off that with. As far as pop culture mm-hmm. moment, ugh, 
of the year or of the decade. I'll do decade. Oh, okay. And I'm going to say... Excuse the siren, too. This is... I know. And we're not at my house. We're, I just have... I have the window open. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. So, <laughs> check it. It's a check that. <laughs> what did Phaedra <laughs> right. say? It's a check that. <laughs> <laughs> Get back in your nook. Uh, but I'm going to say... Wait, and I think this, if I'm not mistaken, this was, this would be 2009. What? That's not in this decade then. Wait, yes it would be. No, 2010 to 2019 is the decade. Oh, damn. I just thought you meant like the last, wait, 2009 to 2020. It would be 19, 11 years. 2019, okay. Under the influence. Wait, all right. Let yeah, me. 2010. 2011, 2012, 2013, 2014, 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018, yeah. Gosh, that was just right at the beginning of the decade. In 20, cause I so, remember because I was in Montana. Well, that's what I was going to say. If it was 2009, I was going to say Michael Jackson. But I yeah. think... 2011, Yeah, that Diane. would be the... Gosh, that feels so long ago. That would be the pop culture moment of the decade. Hmm. Hmm. Something that shook everything. Hmm. Interesting. I'm sitting here thinking what my... So, my show moment of this past year would definitely either have to be the Halloween episode or the People's Court episode. I like both of those. Um, fun fact, our Halloween episode is actually our highest rated mm. episode. So There we go. Um, of the decade, pop culture moment, gosh, there's so many. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go a little less dramatic. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, for, hold on. I need to do a. You clearly do. I don't sleep in my clothes, nor do I sleep <laughs> with them. Uh, when did Flavor of Love premiere? Oh, chow. That was early. I was in high school. Was it? Yeah. Uh, two thousand. Oh, two thousand eight. Yeah, Damn. I was okay. in high school. Well, okay, so then I'll put it like, because I was thinking about this. So, Flavor of Love premiered in 2008. However, over this past decade, I will say that Tiffany New York Pollard has definitely, and this is just one of the stand I have a, several moments. Excuse me. I have several moments, but Tiffany New York Pollard has absolutely come into her own over this past decade. She started out as this, like, Whoopty woo woo reality the star. Moment? I, I said this is one of many significant moments that I can think. Of. So I gotta only give you like one. Okay. That is not a, damn. Okay, that's not a moment. Oh Jesus, that's a recognition for development. Okay, <laughs> y'all excuse these sirens. Oh, oh you, gosh, I'll, they'll be holding. You on. know, and we're at Marcus's house. It'll be gone in a moment. I have the window open. That's why it's so yeah. loud. Oh, see, look how loud it is. We're Ooh. gonna cut this part out anyway. No, you don't cut out the sirens when we <laughs> No. 
because you don't cut out the sirens when we at my house because you like to say that's oh, because the they're house. non-stop so now and now they're non-stop no, that's why no don't that's get why because they're non-stop no 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 hell don't. if i was gonna cut the sirens out at don't your house cute. wouldn't be no damn show don't get cute okay so we get one little measly siren no. here and, it, and it's editable out. You don't cut the sirens out of my house. Because it's impossible. Impossible. Why are you down there? <laughs> Why? What did she say? Impossible. Why are you down there? Yeah. <laughs> I told y'all, a musical episode. Um, Damn, biggest, biggest moment? Biggest moment. Because you just said growth. You did I growth did. point. I did. For, I tried um, to. I was a cop out because I can't think of one. Like, what? I can't think the of one. Of I can't think of one. What? That it, was not the assignment. It was a cop out. I was trying to go for extra credit. I was hoping you all were grading on the curve. No. <laughs> um, yeah. Biggest moment. Biggest moment. Um, okay. Oh, okay. I got to back up. I think another big moment. Um, the Oscars debacle. The Oscars where um, Moonlight won over. Uh, mm. That had never happened before. Okay. What was the What was the other La La Land? When Moonlight yeah. went over La La Land, that yeah. is the first time that ever happened in Oscars history. Yeah, that was so that wild. was a big moment. I thought that was a big moment of this past decade. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? What can you think of any other ones for big moments? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think big moments that are less dramatic. I mean, you can go dramatic too. That was just that was a big one. No, you that came, was shade. You came out shooting with that one. I, I mean, like, yeah, that's cra- that was crazy. Um, but I'm trying to think other moments that maybe have followed up behind that or did that. I think, you know, of course, if I had to say, um, if I have to say, you know, Prince, that was also like a big one, but gosh, all these deaths, give me something a little yeah, more lighthearted. Yeah, I know, I'm sorry. Um, yes, I feel like all of those big deaths were, uh, Aretha Franklin, hell. Yeah. This is all big um, I know, give I'm me sorry, this is like all less morbid. Jesus. Um, I would say biggest pop culture moment. That's hard. There's a lot of them. I mean, it doesn't need to be just one. There's there's a lot of them. So I mean, those that's just one that comes to mind. I think Whitney Houston was also a big one. Um, yeah, I can't think of see. I I'll think of a thousand of them as soon as we're done with the podcast. But we're on the spot. That was the only main one that I could think of. Like, over the past 10 years. Yeah, it's hard. Like, dang, how old was that? 2013. It's 18. Uh, uh, okay, so this is also very morbid. I was, I was not 18. I'm going to say you were... Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. You were definitely, I'm a young like, thing. 22, I'm a young, 23. Um, a girl. Um, I think another big moment... Uh, Gosh, no, I mean, you've got me on the death train now. Cause okay, we have to stop thinking about Robin death. Robin Williams, Maya Angelou. Yeah. Uh, didn't Nelson Mandela die oh, this decade, too? That's crazy. Like, that's, okay, let's keep, let's, all right, let's turn it. Let's, let's switch the atmosphere. Let's um, think about, you know, fun moments. Fun pop culture moments. Fun moments. 2011, 2012. Biggest moments of pop culture. So we, you had us on a good track with the Oscar blunder. Uh huh. I think that, that was big. Um, I would also say possibly the um, reboot. This whole like reboot movement. Yeah, I don't know if that's a big movement though. It's starting to become very annoying. 
Mm, that's true. So, and, and we'll talk about that later. Yeah. But um, I feel like I feel like that is a big moment. I would. Could you say technically this Donald Trump becoming president is? Oh Jesus! The biggest one of the biggest what WTF moments of the decade? Yes. Yes. Absolutely, that qualifies. Yeah. The election of Barack Obama, that happened in this decade. Mm, no. No? Happened in 2009. Oh, I keep saying 09. Yeah. Um, well, he was elected in 2008, but he was inaugurated in 2009. Yeah. Um, so, we were in college. I, just, I feel like college. that was... I feel like that was um, I think Donald Trump. That's a big one. Um, Tyler Perry's opening of the studios. Yeah, that's it, huge. That is huge. Yeah, that was more recent. More recent. I'm trying to think of like that area of time, and we won't spend too much more time on this. But this I'm trying is to... crazy. Yeah, we should have prepared. <laughs> yeah, we we'll post some on our Instagram. Yeah, this was a spur of the moment. I was trying to be the nostalgic. podcast. Sure. The no, like this, like the creation or the resurgence of podcasts that's yeah really in the a, past 10 years yeah that was a crazy time i agree with that well i mean all in all if you guys excuse me if you guys have any um big moments that you can think of why don't you shoot us a message on our instagram at cold pop show and we'll post them we'll repost them on the ig story a lot of the big moments that have been going on this past decade as we wind down 2019 um you got anything else? No. Up on to Fizz or Flat. Awesome. We are going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Hey there. We're back with Fizz or Flat. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> uh, that was just... That was that was kind of like a, there was a holiday, musical? okay. Because we needed to bring back the musical piece. Okay, this is Act Two. Okay, cool. And let the show to, begin. Yeah, so that take was your seats. Take seasons, your seats. That's the um, <laughs> the overture. Oh, okay, for Act Two. <laughs> then the lights. Yeah, action. All right, <laughs> so it's time for our signature segment of Fizz or Flat. And this is where we get to count down some of the biggest moments in pop culture. And we rate them a fizz if we're filling them and a flat if we're not. Yes. A lot of Fs. Yeah, there is. Fiddling. Fiddle, yeah. fiddle, if we're fiddling them <laughs> yeah. and a flat if we're not. Yeah, that was a lot. Right. Um, so, I'll go first. Judy Garland. <laughs> right. Um, my first fizz goes to the songstress extraordinaire. Well, I guess I'm trying to be nonchalant about it. That needs to be someone. <laughs> but I'm going to. No, go ahead and go ahead and prove um, fine without you. Go ahead and do it. But someone had a funny joke. <laughs> uh, Mariah Carey scored her 19th number one hit with "All I Want for Christmas Is You." Damn near 25, 25 yeah. years after the fact. Like it's yeah. Shot legend. And she's and does uh, I need to go back and make sure these are true? But I saw somewhere that said that eighteen of the nineteen number ones were written by Mariah Carey. Oh wow! <laughs> so not only has she scored a number one hit, she also wrote damn near every single one of those songs. Yes. So I need to go back and make sure see if that's true or not. Make sure that they confirm that. Um, but shout out to her. Yeah. Staying power. So someone had a funny joke when you were singing Breakdown. Mm-hmm. Someone was like, 
Okay, y'all. So we just need to find one of her old cuts, and everybody start listening to it again. Yes, I saw that. And somebody like, said like breakdown. Break down. <laughs> and I, yes, I. It was on. Like, um, uh, it was on a podcast. Yeah. It was, it was on. Um, uh, I can't remember who. Shout said out it. to um, uh, Keep It. It was on Keep It. Oh, it was, was on it? Ira. Yeah, Ira's podcast. And they were oh, like, shoot. we just need to find a hit. And, it, and he said breakdown. And I damn near yeah. screamed because yeah. I was waiting yeah, for the like, train. And I was like, that's it. Get get this shit on the radio. Let's go. Breakdown, let's get it popping. Get it popping. I had that blasting yeah. now. <laughs> I'm not yeah. shocked that she doesn't have a number one with breakdown as much as I've been playing this damn song. Yeah. So I was just like, all right. Oh, my gosh. Bet. And literally, the only reason I've been playing. Playing the song is because I've been trying to learn the damn words. If y'all, okay, so here's you haven't sang, you haven't lip sync until you've done Breakdown by Mariah Carey. Listen to the song first and then pull up the lyrics and listen again. I guarantee you, you'll be gagged. You'll be like, damn, I didn't realize yes, the don't. girl fit a novel into a four minute song. Yeah, like. It made it sound like, oh, I'm just so happy I'm floating. Right. And, and it's trash. Like, oh, shit. Wait. Uh, somebody was going through it. Like, I need to. I need to reassess my life. I'm a mandated reporter. I have to. Right. Um, and I just remember when I first, I've listened to the breakdown. What was, I think it was on Fantasy, wasn't it? Um what was I can't her? Remember. No, it was on. No, what's um, the album? The gold. Honey. Yes, honey. It was on. No, was that the name of her album? Though? It wasn't the name of the album. No, I, I got the album cover in Butterfly. my head. No, no. She, it's like she's gold. <laughs> she's got on like the gold tube top, and her hair is like windblown. Honey was on that album, but what was? I could have swore it was fantasy. Was it not fantasy? The name no, of the album? No, cause no, cause. All right, hold on. We're doing a quick Google search. This is what we call it: real time reporting. Just Google Mariah Carey albums. Okay, so. Butterfly. It is Butterfly. That's what I said, <laughs> Butterfly. <laughs> you did. I you said did. it. You did. You did. Point the Trenton. That's so funny because like, I remember the cover. Like you that. Not like, well, not no. that one, but the one with her body. It's this one. Yeah. Where she's got the gold tube top and yeah. the windblown hair. Butterfly. It was Butterfly. Um, the breakdown was on, but uh, when I was singing the song, when I first heard it, I was making up my own damn words. Oh yeah, I was like, I don't know what she's saying. So, <laughs> but anyways, so she's got a number one hit with "All I Want for Christmas." She is now only second to the Beatles, Beatles for the n- most number ones. So that's what I'm saying. She's also got the record for a different number one in every decade for the past four decades. Yeah. So, or no, past three decades. So she and it can, can be make four, it four if it's going to, to 2020. Yes. Which is a possibility. Yeah. As a possibility, because I mean, it'll still technically be holiday season. So if she, if she hit number one the week of New Year's. Yep. Then it that would qualify thing. for a number one song in the past four decades. So Lil Nas X, keep your ass off the, uh, <laughs> off the radio. <laughs> well, somebody said, uh, they said this is good karma because she was so gracious to Lil Nas X for breaking her record that. This is what she was rewarded with. Yeah. And apparently, I think they said it. So I think in, I read somewhere that she had said that this this number one is one that meant a lot to her. Hmm. She's had a lot, obviously, several of the number ones. She was like, oh, wait, cool, another number one. But this one meant a lot to her. Because of the journey it took to get that. Yes. Did you see the little mini doc that she did mm, release? No. She's got a 10-minute mini doc um, with Amazon that she talks about how, this, how, how All I Want for Christmas came to be and how she wrote it and everything and stuff like that. It's really interesting. It was really good. 
Um, so Fizz, this is a Fizz for me. I've always been a Mariah fan. I'm not a lamb, but I love her lyricism. Mm -hmm. um, my favorite lyric by Mariah Carey. <clears throat> Me, 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 me. This is a musical episode, so come on, y'all. Get with it. Y'all know. <clears throat> and if we were two Lego blocks that live in the Harvard University graduated class of 2010, couldn't put us back, back together again. again. That's yeah. my lyric. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> that's my lyric. I like that whole song. That's my lyric. We've done a whole show off of... Uh, what, what, what's the name of the song? Damn. Off of uh, About, about my, face. my Face. Yeah, yeah, we've done a whole performance of About My Face, um, and that's my shit. Do you have a favorite Mariah Carey mm. lyric? Oh, I, mean, I know what yours is. is. <laughs> I was gonna say. I was gonna say. I know what yours ain't is. Ain't no donut. Yes. Ain't no coffee. Yes. I swear. I was with, with Mary J. Blige. Yes. I remember oh, the oh, first so time you played that. Innocent, but I'm impressed. That's. That's what I love about I Mariah. I swear I was getting ready to say that. I was yeah. like, the song with Mary J. Blige That's is it. your shit. Because I remember when you played that for me. I was like, what? Yeah, it's my shit. I, I said, love it. Only Mariah could fit acquiescence into a song. What was the name of the song, though? It's not there. Do you remember? It's, um, it was, uh, so just It's a rap. And just do do That's what it's called. It's a rap. It's a rap. And Mary J. Blige is in it. Go listen to it if y'all haven't listened to it. Mariah White's bangers. We can literally hand cherry pick any one of our songs and make it a number one if we want. That's my one. That's my one. So Well, Fizz to Mariah. Shout out to you, girl. Fizz for me. Keep trucking. Okay. So what I have first up is the Good Times reboot. And so, you know, we are in this, I mean, we are, we are knee deep, I feel like, uh, maybe shoulder deep, really, in this age of reboots. Yes. Um, and I think networks have been not a stranger to it. And so Jimmy Kimmel re recently hosted this past week, the In Live of, in live of a, a Front of a Studio audience. Yes. In live, in front of a live studio audience. Live in front of a studio audience. Yes, thank you. And so, mm, mm, um, mm. <laughs> woo, 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 child. Woo but child. he did half. Half of it was for Good Times, and the half of it was for All in the Family. Mm -hmm. And so I watched it. Um, what did you think? It. I. It was cool. I feel like they had a really good cast. Yeah, where they have Andre Brower, Viola Davis. They have Viola Jamie Davis, Asante Black. They had um, Jay Farrow. Mm -hmm. as oh, Tiffany well, Haddish. Tiffany Haddish, as well as Jarrell Jerome. Uh -huh. um, and John Amos came yes. back. Yeah, I saw. I did yeah. see that. So the original James Evans came back and um, played a different role this time. He wasn't mm -hmm. the father, but he played a different role. Um, and then Patti LaBelle the and Anthony Anderson sang the... Intro. Yeah. How did that go? I mean, I wasn't. How did the opening song go? Impressed. Good times, anytime you need a payment. Good times, anytime you need. I, I didn't know payment. Anthony can sing. Uh, not like that. Okay. And so that's why I was just like, yeah. um, what are you? What are you wait, doing? What are you doing? Because what I just did, that's kind. Of, I mean, that's me playing around, but that's what it sounds like. Right. Um. Okay. So he cannot sing like that. Cool, 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 cool. Okay. Cool, cool. And Patty was cool. I mean, Patty was there. It wasn't like I feel like you know Patty's voice is so 
um, distinct. distinct. It's you know, and it's kind of like it. It, it wasn't the song, you right. know. Like I feel like she could sing anything. It sounded good, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like a song that was just like I feel like they could have got someone else. Like Miss why Patty was there for that check? Yeah, that's really <laughs> it. I was just like, oh, Patty. Patty. It was like okay, well that's fine. Um, overall, what I think, I think they had a good cast, but it was just, it's it's not you can't recreate that magic that was the original Good Times cast. Yeah. Like you just yeah. can't. Yeah. And I think they were okay. Um, I had some questions about Jamie Foxx's daughter, Corinne Fox. Just feel like she wasn't as strong. Um, well, she's still getting her chops. So yeah, I mean, I feel like I guess. she wasn't as strong. I feel like Kenneth was not would not have been my choice for James Evans either. Um, but that was his interpretation. That was his interpretation hey. of that character. And so, hey, and, you know, do your thing. But it's just mm-hmm. you. It, that that cast was so um, it's so iconic that it's just it's really hard to mm-hmm. recreate that. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't watch it, but I know the cast the was and everything. But yeah, good for them. Even when you have so, I mean, taken away from that, even when you have such heavy hitters, if the chemistry is not right, um, it's gonna feel clunky. And to me, there were times that it felt really clunky. Mm-hmm. So, are you giving us a fizz or a flat? I'm going to give it a fizz for representation. I'm glad to see it out there. But in terms of execution, it gets a flat for me. I didn't see it, so I have to give it an incomplete. So, okay. Um, My last item. uh, Shout out. Big congrats to Eddie Murphy. Yes. Came back to host SNL for the first time ever. Um, Even though they, the, whoever... Trying to take you out of here with all those sex tape lists. <laughs> conspiracy. Conspiracy. Um, it was good. I actually watched it. I went back and watched it uh, uh, on Sunday. And it was good. It was fun. It was funny. Um, my best favorite moments were the opening monologue when he brought out Tracy Morgan, Dave Chappelle, was, Chris Rock. I, so I did get to see that. That was funny. The best joke. That was dope. Yeah, the best joke was uh, when they were like, half of Netflix's budget is standing on the stage. And I was like, like, fact. Yeah. <laughs> fact. And then Tracy Morgan was like, oh, I made all my money on the road. And they're like, what, tour? And he's like, no, I got hit by a truck. <laughs> and that was funny as hell. Um, and so it was dope to see all of them <laughs> on there. Even Kenan Thompson. People are trying to like write Kenan Thompson out. But Kenan Thompson holds a lot of weight as well. He and he's been on SNL for a long time. He is officially the longest running cast member on SNL. Yes, he's been so, on there for a long period. And baby, time. don't forget about the Kenan and Kale show and all that. So don't. So don't do it. Don't. <laughs> but no, it was good. Stop. The, oh. Stop. In the name of love, stop. Before, oh, when she said Amanda Seals, stop, stop it. You're right. Um, the other funny joke I thought was the opening when um, my Rudolph came back out as Kamala oh, Harris. Oh, that was cute. Too. <laughs> She's like, you could have had a bad, bad bitch. bitch. Was, I yeah. I was like, yes. That was good. That was so good. So she that. I did like that. Um, other than that, I thought the show was good. Eddie did a good job. The skits were fun. 
Um, they brought a lot of people back, so I mean, as they should have. As he's like, hey, this is my reunion. Like, I can bring in whoever I want, yeah. and we're gonna do this. And so I give this a total fizz. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, legendary. It might get nominated for some awards. Oh, it might be getting an Emmy. Yeah. Oh, I saw on online on Sunday that this was the highest rated episode on SNL in years. I don't know how many years, wow. but years, darling. That's so that's how you do it. Oh, oh, uh, this is the other thing I wanted to say. I also want to, and you know what? This may have turned me over to being an official fan. Lizzo, let me tell you. I didn't have to watch the... The performances? Yeah. Let me tell you. And somebody, please, feel free to um, try to check me if you want. Right now, Lizzo is the only artist that I know that every time she does a live performance, it is something different. Like, she has given you something different every single time she's hit that stage. Yeah, she works hard. Also, vocals are on point. Mm-hmm. She sings live every time. Vocals are on point. But I have never seen, like, I've and of course, like, when you see live performances and stuff like that, of course, like, the looks and the treatments and stuff, but it's very formulaic. With Lizzo, I've seen her do stripped down versions. I've seen her she she did a damn Christmas version of Truth Hurts with strippers on poles, and I was like, "But this is good." Yeah, I, I was like, "This is I good though." I'm gonna show it to you after we finish recording. But like, it was good, and I was and beyond the fact she had um, full figured backup dancers. Come Shout on. out to the and full figured musicians. So right. the outfits were dope. The performance was dope. I love watching a live Lizzo performance, and I thought she did a good job for that being her debut on SNL, her SNL debut. So that gets an also an extra bonus fizz for me. Yeah, I'll give it a fizz, too. I'm really excited. What I did see of it, I really enjoyed, which was yeah. the uh, Kamala skit oh, that yeah, you were talking yeah. about no. and the um, opening with Eddie Murphy. So, so All right, what's your last one? Okay, so for me... I would be let's take let's take a trip to um, San Diego. <laughs> uh, to Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? But this I'm time, giving you a solo, a musical yeah, moment. I appreciate that. This is like uh, um, what's that show on the CW? See the segue. There was <laughs> that, a show. That was cute. The, there is a show so, on the CW, Crazy Ex Girlfriend. That's a musical. Oh, okay. Yeah. But so I'm saying. Um, San Diego because of where the game. Oh, was that in San Diego? Yeah, it was in oh, San the San Diego. Diego. What was the name yeah. of their football team? Oh, I can't remember. Like the it was an Sabres animal or something yeah. like that. San yeah. Diego Sabers, something or like it, or Suns, or because they were Sunbeams. I don't know, but anyway, um, the game has been eyed for a reboot coming back to the CW with who. Yes, so... With whom? Well, that we necessarily haven't gotten that far, but it seems as though there are some people who may be linked. So, and I'll get to that just a little bit later. But for those who know, the game, it was a a sitcom that started on the CW about 13 years ago. Gosh. And then um, after after a few seasons, it then was canceled, but then BT picked it up for a little bit. But then let the ball drop. So this has been the little show that could that's been kind of bouncing around, and now it's back. It's going to be re- rebooted to look a little bit different. So it's no longer going to be a um, hour. It's like a thirty-minute sitcom. This is going to be an hour-long show. 
Um, Interesting. Yeah, that is going to be slated to come to the CW with the um, with uh, with the original team. It's going to look different. They're taking it. This is all reported through Deadline. Okay. Who do they have? Well, wait. So these are these are the big things. So it's like the San Diego instead of San Diego now it's going to be moved to the East Coast. Okay. That's going to be a big difference. Mm-hmm. Um, they are reporting right now Baltimore as possibly the new um, city or okay. the new location for the show, as well as um, those. Those are the big things I'll say. Now. What we haven't learned is who's actually all slated to come back. Well, damn, that was a question I was asking. Well, are you gonna hold out? <laughs> See you. Uh. So no, this is this is the thing. So flat. No, Jose, um, Jose Sanchez. Uh huh. Um, who, who was, was Tasha Mack's son? Right. He took to Instagram. And what did he say? Ooh, he was like, he, he was like, oh, finally let the cat out the bag. So 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 and so. So it, it made me think that he's going to be a part of it. But has Tia said anything? Has uh, no Tia hasn't said anything. Uh, Derwin said anything. Has uh, Wendy Raquel Robinson said anything? Not that I know. Now look, the only thing that I could say or Colby, what's his name? Colby something. Oh, um, the what did he play? Jason. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. And then we know old girl uh, Keenan Ivory Wayne's wife. Jason Pitts. Yes. That's um, it. I was like, dang. And then the other girl, she well, left no, before. But this is what this is what I know. Deadline has reported that some of the original cast members will be back, but this will be a kind of a different setup. I need to know who's going to be on the cast before I give this a fizz or a flat. So I have to oh, give it an incomplete. Gosh, here we go. I mean, that's going to make or break this. Not that it even should come. I feel like that they should just do this as a, as a, um, a totally separate. Porsche, show. A, like yeah, a totally separate to- show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like they could keep the name, the game, but like whole new cast or whatever, and go from there. I don't think they need to mess with. And then you could have the old cast members come on and do like cameos or maybe like smaller story arcs or whatever. But I don't think that they need to like integrate that because <laughs> I don't want to sound shady, but BT already messed it up once, so mm. I don't want okay that. To happen again like gotcha. the games prime was i don't know how many seasons they had but the the season before they got canceled was probably one of the on best cw or bt on c on the c it was on cw for only like three seasons no, it was on for like three or four wasn't it it was like three okay so then the second and third season the third whichever the, the game was still on the CW when Melanie found out Derwin was cheating at the at the the party, and she like, mm-hmm. and what was her name? Drew Drew Sador or whatever was yeah, a girl like that. And she was like, I thought she was. What did she say to her? She was like, um, I don't even. I don't know. It's sisters, my ass, or something like that. She was like, you. The least you could do is have respect for another black woman or something like that. <laughs> Melanie went off on that ass though. That's all I remember. And I was I remember yelling at my TV screen like, get out, get out, Melanie. So, um, I have to give us an incomplete. Oh, my gosh. You you got so many incompletes this time around. Well, I mean, but, okay, I'll give it a flat. Don't bring it. With all these reboots. Stop okay, it. So he's Stop. Mad. He's mad. Um, I'm, I, but I'm also in the same um, 
basket as you, I'm going to give this a flat. I just feel like, why can't we get original ideas? Like, why is that not happening? And where are the spaces for original actors to come back and be in, you know, in new material and new things and not have to recreate and build their build their careers off being compared to originals that right. are really difficult to live up to. Right. Or already so in the zeitgeist. Right. And so don't be setting people up for failure with these reboots and killing careers so once they drop the ball, they not getting an audition in the next five months or so. I'm like, so, looking like men in massage. So, like, it's... Yeah, I'm going to give it a flat as well just because I feel like we need to get some original content. And if you guys are having trouble creating it, if you are um, kind of running low, hire, brand, hire more writers, hire more people, create more opportunities for people to get exposure so they can bring their ideas and build their expertise. I agree. So that's all. That's all I have. Boom. All right. Well, is that all we got for Fizz or Flat? That's all I have. What about you? That's all I've got. So what is our last final thoughts of 2019? Hmm. My thought is there's a lot that went on this year. This was a, a crazy year. I will, just kind of looking back, um... And listening to some of the old episodes, <laughs> um, there have been a lot of life changes, a lot of things that happen, and uh, both pop culturally, personally, professionally, all of the above. And um, yeah, I mean, it's been a, a crazy year. And here's to another ten years, a new decade, and growth. Growth. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's what I have okay, to say. Kelly. Um, so you don't have you don't have an ending thought. You don't have that a is my ending thought. thought. Okay, it's um, a reflection. Yeah, that's a reflection. When will my reflection show who I am inside? <laughs> yes, because <laughs> we are. <laughs> <laughs> We're about to take this show on the road. Y'all better know what, come guys, hold y'all have to Y'all are going to have to come um, on. pardon us. Beg our pardon. But, okay, I'm going to say that slow and steady wins the race. That's okay. what this decade has shown me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I have started to kind of really hone in on a little bit. You know, so like, okay, let's tie it back to the episode first, right? Okay. So let's tie it back to the episode. Let's talk about some of um, the things that we were discussing first, right? Like Eddie Murphy and how that was such a big moment for his return to SNL. Mm -hmm. um, And the big moment of that being Netflix's budget. And just thinking about the, um, the trajectory and like the, the long haul of career that, Mm -hmm. that is stacked up to get to that point. Um, and so it brings me back to slow and steady, you know, wins the race. When I was talking about um, Mariah Carey, and what well, we were talking about Mariah Carey and this finally being number mm-hmm. one and how this means so much to her because the longevity, you know, the longevity of it and just like building that, building that, building that. Um, 
the mm-hmm. game. <laughs> like it's it well, the show that won't die. So I mean, just kind of building and building and, and continuing um, until it gets to the right hands. And so that's kind of what I've taken from this. Mm-hmm. I'm you know I'm on my deep I'm on my deep shit tonight. Um, but that's yeah that's what's speaking to me right now. 2019, you I was waiting. And y'all just, you wouldn't giving it to me. So I had to walk my finance out the door. <laughs> Could have had a bad bitch. Yes. <laughs> now I'm moving on to 2020. And that's just it. Right. All right. Well. And hindsight is 2022. Come on. You better say that. I'm about to pull my, I'm about to pull out a rap bar. We're moving into 2020. No Barbara Walters. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's cute. Um. This is our last episode of the year. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for continuing to be on this crazy journey with us. We have some... um, We are going to be pushing the envelope in 2020. We have some Mm. astronomical ideas and things in the works. Yes. (laughs) Um, In the works that we are hoping to bring to you all throughout the year. So stick with us. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe. Yep. Like, share. Um, we're officially on Spotify. Guess who's on Spotify? Ow. We are. So on Spotify, SoundCloud, I SoundCloud, <laughs> Spotify, <laughs> SoundCloud, <laughs> iTunes, Google Play, wherever yeah. you can find a podcast. On our break, we're gonna get us a we're speech there. language pathologist. We, a linguist. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> a linguist. Speech. Yes. Therapy. Yes. Red leather, yellow Ooh. leather. Red leather, Jesus. leather, yellow leather. Girl. So I'm just going to have him sing the words to break down. That'll get, you real, that get you. <laughs> That'll get you real warmed up. That'll get you real warmed up. But yo, thank you so much for listening. Thanks for sticking with us. Make sure you share this podcast with your friends. Spend time over the holiday break. Listen to past episodes. You know, That's you it. might find share someone that you like. Friend. You can give Cold Pop as a gift yes. to someone. You and need it's a free. gift idea. Free 99. Give the gift of laughter. Oh, say that. Say that. Share a cold pop with a friend. Yes. Because, you know, I was just minding my own business and went downstairs to give me an old cold pop. <laughs> and, whoo, I got bronchitis. Yes. All right. We need to wrap this up. Thank you guys so much. We're so appreciative. We can't wait for 2020. Um, Yeah, we'll see you guys in 2020. Yeah, we'll see you guys then. In the meantime, follow me, my Instagram at Trenton Rashad. Twitter at Trenton RD. And I will be back on all socials in 2020, so feel <laughs> free to follow me on IG and Twitter. Yeah, this girl's off of... Um... And Marcus... No, I'm still on break right now, but I'll be oh, back okay. in 2020. Um, but you can follow me on IG and Twitter at Marcus Drew Steele with an E on the end. Thank go. you so much for listening. There you have it. And see you guys in 2020. Bye. Bye.